It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, Oscar fans. This is one of the hardest Oscar uh, prediction periods ever because we have a longer season and a very crowded track. Here to help us uh, navigate all of this, our Gold Derby's senior editor, uh, Joyce Eng, and our brand new addition to the staff as creative digital, uh, creative, uh, what, what is your title? Creative and digital director. <laughs> creative and digital director. Yes, thank you. Chris Rosen, who's been, of course, one of our Oscar experts forever, but we finally just brought him on staff uh, to make him work harder. And I'm Tom O'Neill. <laughs> Let's just start at Best Picture, uh, and let me express my doubts uh, about the front runner at our own website, which is uh, uh, Nomadland, of course, by quite a lot, and that is consistent across the board with the experts, uh, the editors, the users, and while I admire the movie a lot, I, I just don't believe it can win Best Picture. I think, it can, I think it's going to win Director, and I think it can win many other awards. But I, uh, the movie is so slow moving, has no plot. It's a wonderful mood piece. And it's um, kind of reminds me of Roma uh, in a way where it was the presumed front runner. Um, anyway, what, what are your thoughts about Nomadland? Can it really win or, or am I wrong? It is the solid front runner. Um, no, I, I agree with you. Like, I have some reservations. Like, I too have it. I don't know if you have it first, but I have it first, like 90% of the people predicting right now. But it's mostly like with a lot of the categories right now. Like, my number one is not necessarily who I think is going to win. It's mostly just a placeholder. And I always like, you know, mention like, you know, well, I guess, no, it's still three years ago, three years ago now you know, everyone had Dunkirk in first place for like six months because that I was like the, thing, the only yeah. thing we had to go by for the longest time. Um, and, you know, Nomadland was one of, you know, it had buzz even before it premiered, but um, it was one of the first films to premiere um, in the fall at Venice and it won the Golden Lion. So it's had time to build momentum. So I totally understand why it's in first place. Um, and I agree that I think it can, like Chloe Zhao can win director even without the film winning picture uh, also because it's two different voting systems. Uh, but I, I have Trial of the Chicago 7 in second and I'm like debating whether or not or when to like move it in first. <laughs> but also if you think about it, it like, like you said, this is a longer season. We're in January, which is really November. <laughs> so we're months away from the final outcome here. 
Uh, Chris, you wrote such a convincing piece the other day about how Chicago uh, Seven can win. I switched. I, I dumped news of the world. <laughs> I probably pissed off our friends at Universal a lot, and uh, I buy it now. I, I can see that winning. We're, we're, and I, you're yeah. number one right now, too. Where do you yeah, start? it is my number one right now. Also, I don't. I think. I mean, I just look at Nomadland, and I'm like, I also I liked it, and I think it's good, and I think that Chloe should win Best Director because I think that's like the thing I took away from it immediately was like, wow, this, this is like she has. It's like a real mastery of the craft, and like you kind of feel like she's leveling up. Obviously, she's got like you know she did the Rider, which was very critically acclaimed, and then. She's got Eternals coming up eventually. If it comes out this year, I assume it's scheduled for this year, so we'll see. Um, so it feels like definitely the type of award that she can win. But for Best Picture, I just was like, I don't think, it doesn't seem like it has enough compared to something like Chicago 7 or even some of the other contenders in regards that it's just, like you said, it's like nothing really happens and it doesn't really, I would love to know like, a lot of these best picture winners, this is what I kind of wrote in the Chicago seven piece recently have like some kind of, they're saying something beyond just being like the best, the best picture has like a larger meaning, right? In this current world where it's like, we want, this is like what Hollywood is presenting to the world and like what their, the Academy is like promoting. And I'm like, I don't know what Nomadland is really saying on a large scale. Whereas I think Chicago 7, whether you think it does succeed or not, is actually trying to say something big. So it's like a movie like One Night in Miami. Uh, so like even Ma Rainey, I think those movies have like more to say in a societal sense, maybe than Nomadland, at least from my perspective. So I think that's gonna hurt Nomadland too. And then it is just really like the Frances McDormand show, she's awesome in it. I'm actually like, kind of, I don't think she's going to win Best Actress. I, I think I have uh, Viola Davis, like so many of our other experts, pegging uh, in that category, but I'm like, she's really great in it, Francis McDormand, and probably better than she was in Three Billboards, but because she won for Three Billboards, I wonder if that they'll be reluctant to award her uh, so soon after for, for Nomadland. So I think it'll do really well in the nominations. I think it'll probably get you know a lot of major ones, but I don't think it has enough to win. I understand, like Joyce was saying, it's like the front runner now because it's widely agreed upon as being like a critical hit. Right, and it won and Toronto, won National won Society of Film Critics. Right. It's the movie that's, it's just won Gotham. It's just yeah. it's the thing that's winning uh, right. and winning and winning. But, um, and we were taught a lesson last year, us Oscar watchers, that the small little indie uh, movie like Parasite can win. But uh, Nomadland, I don't think has what I think most best picture winners have, which is a rooting factor. And Chicago 7 does. Uh, Chris mentioned in his article yesterday, uh, recalling reading Pete Hammond's uh, uh, State of the Race piece <laughs> in which he was at home, <laughs> Pete, and even gave it a, a standing ovation <laughs> at home alone, Chicago 7 at the end. It has that. And um, uh, I'm old enough that, you know, I, I had a draft number in the Vietnam War. Uh, luckily, uh, I was not called, but uh, I lived through that turbulent time, and I was in college when uh, everybody was burning their draft cards, and it was, um, uh, but I don't know if, if that personal experience of mine, uh, the profound influence that the movie had on me is specific to me or it translates to others. I could see, uh, uh, I agree with, with your list, uh, uh, One Night in Miami and Ma Rainey are within striking distance of winning. 
If you look at the Gold Derby charts, both of those movies have, are on a slow trajectory up, 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 and have not been, had taken a, a dip like Mank did, of course. Uh, the expectations on that film were so high and it dropped. Um, Ma Rainey, I think, is just such a cool movie. I, uh, I know she's not in it a lot uh, in terms of screen time, Viola. And then she had that problem with fences, you know, switching back and forth between lead and supporting to try to define the, what her best odds were. And uh, of course, what we did at Gold Derby that year was list her both in lead and supporting. And I think we, you don't know, but we hopefully, because uh, it's fun to think so, uh, played a role in convincing, I believe it was Paramount, to, uh, to put her in supporting because she was uh, consistently winning that race in our prediction odds, but was coming in fourth or fifth for lead actress. Now I think she, in her career, she's made a, a statement to say, I am lead, baby. <laughs> this is my, her name's- She, she wants one in each category. That's, she yes. was playing the long game. And I think she's wise to do that because uh, it's heartbreaking to watch. Um, and she's so, she has the physical transformation she has the rooting factor. I mean, this is uh, this woman who is defying this world full of prejudice, both uh, uh, gender and racial and uh, surviving and thriving for her art. And uh, as unpleasant as she can be and obnoxious at times, there is just something so dignified and uh, wonderful about her character and how she fought the odds that you're, you are rooting for her. And I believe the rooting factor is often a very strong reason that we vote for something like Slumdog Millionaire or Chariots of Fire. We're literally rooting for these movies to win, Gladiator, et cetera. Um, so that's how I measure this race. Yeah, I think like the stars are sort of aligning for Viola to win and lead. You know, we thought she was gonna win nine years ago for the help after she took SAG and then Meryl, you know, won. Um, so yeah, like, you know, like Chris said, like Francis just won her second. I think if she hadn't won for three bow boards, this would be a title race. Not that she can't win another one in close succession because Daniel Day-Lewis won two and three, five years apart. Uh, but I think you know, everything like you said, like just, not just, the messaging in the movie, but just the circumstances as well. I think a lot more people have also been watching it because of Chadwick Boseman. Um, and it's a good movie and it's also short, which I love. It's only like 94 <laughs> minutes, <laughs> but, uh, and, and like, they're not just watching it just to see his final performance, but they're watching and liking it too. Like the, the user ratings are also pretty well for it. So it's like hitting uh, everything, you know, like critics and the public. Uh, so I think she's in good position. Um, I think like only like her and Francis are the true locks in that category for a number. So you don't buy, uh, buy this uh, Zendaya, Zendaya, am I pronouncing her name right? <laughs> Zendaya. I, I think she can totally get a nomination because I think the thing is people, like a lot of people like wrote her off uh, for the Emmys. Like they thought oh, yeah, the nomination was, too, too was just young, an award. Like, too, the movie was, yeah, like, like, if was you look, too hip. Yeah, no, but if you look at like the like our odds for the Emmys, like so many people had her in sixth place. I'm like, no, like the nomination was a hurdle for her. So I think um, if like, you know, people, she's like the it girl now. So I think she can get in, like people are taking notice of her and, you know, it's gonna be one of the final films released this long season. 
Um, and yeah, no, I think she could get one of those slots. And get a nomination, yeah. But mm -hmm. uh, several of our Gold Derby expert pundits uh, immediately after seeing the trailer, you know, put her <laughs> put her up at number one um, because uh, it seemed like such a cool idea. And I and I could see it happening from one perspective, and that is, I remember, that, for example, the year of Jennifer Lawrence winning with Silver Linings Playbook, and she had just had the uh, um, uh, the Hunger Games whole franchise going on, and sometimes it's it's that moment when Hollywood decides to crown you know, a new queen of, of the town. Yeah, well, and I mean, at least Jennifer also moment. had gotten nominated before for Winter's Bone. So that was like, that was like her time. Yeah, this yeah, is, we could, we just live in Zendaya's world right now. So <laughs> this could be what it is. So it, Vanessa Kirby's in third place. Um, I like the movie a lot. I had difficulty, it's painful literally to watch the first 30 minutes. People, a lot of people have the opposite uh, point of view and I get scorned because they say that's the best part of the movie. Um, what do you think of her chances of breaking through and winning? Uh, I have her in. Um, I, I don't know about winning yet, um, but I, I think she's probably good for a nomination. Um, it's, she, she does a lot in the movie um, and I think some people find her maybe a little bit cold because um, her character, you know, internalizes a lot of her grief. It's not, it's not very, for as like baby as the role sounds. Um, I mean, the first 30 minutes is like very baby, but like after that, like it's a very like nuanced portrayal of, of grief. And she's not, she doesn't get like, you know, the shouty monologues or anything. Ellen Burstyn gets one. Um, she does have like a speech at the end, but um, it's, it's not like what maybe you would think of. It's not, she doesn't cry a bunch, but it, it's a very good performance. Um, and I think, you know, I, I, th I thought the film was kind of long, um, but you know, if people stick it out, I think, uh, you know, you, you, you could come away like being really affected by her performance. So I think she's probably good for a nomination. She feels like another actress too that, uh, people have been wanting to kind of anoint with an Oscar, right? Like an Oscar nomination, at least, like sort of like we were saying about Zendaya. So I kind of feel like uh, that's gonna help her cause as well. Um, and it's, it is it is like a pretty crowded category now, but I still think she's like, I think she's pretty stable at the moment for a nomination, I would say. Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. But we have such disparate uh, points of view among our experts on that of whether she gets in. Some people think she's not even going to get nominated. Some people think she's going to win. Um, uh, people have very strong views one way or the other. And, and Joyce is grinning there. What, what, what's your grin all about? I mean, I love her performance in it. I, I think she's very deserving of a nomination. And I just kind of want her to get a second nomination 11 years later because it's been too long since an education. Um, but no, I think like she's, this is going to be like, you know, the internet movie this year, like everyone like online is gonna want Promising Young Woman and her to win and get nominated and everything. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how it's gonna play <laughs> with the older crowd, uh, this movie, uh, especially the third act. Um, but I have her in, um, I think, you know, uh, what's important is also passion. And I think she's gonna have a lot of passionate supporters as well. So I think I have her getting in um, and I have like the screenplay getting in as well. Chris? 
I also I have the same. I think I have screenplay and her getting in. Uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of passion for it. I also think that she's just like you said. It's been 11 years, uh, and I think there's like a renewed interest in like reminding people that oh, Carrie Mulligan is great, and we should nominate her. It's a great performance. I think I saw. I think somebody. I forget who it was on our site, but I believe somebody compared it maybe to uh, to Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. I think there's actually a lot there uh, that's similar. Mm -hmm. Uh, not well. just the, it, the makeup so not just the makeup right yeah. no I think like the internalized rage and it's actually less it's much less maybe problematic than the Joker was honestly um but uh, no I think she's great in it and the funny thing about the movie is like clearly uh focus is selling it as like a you know a revenge thriller in the trailers and like kind of like amping up exploit exploit of violence and stuff but the movie itself is not like that really at all and it kind oh, of no, like, not at all it's a, yeah it, it's a diff it's like a tough watch and like you're saying like not no spoilers but like the third act is definitely very weighty but i think it's more it's not like it's not like the joker in the regard where it's like oh you're like waiting for these like explosive bouts of violence and stuff it's like much more internalized and like much more thoughtful and there is a you know like I think Emerald Fennell the writer director pushed for it to be in comedy at Golden Globes and I know there was like a little bit of a fraught debate over whether it should be comedy or drama and I think it is like a very very black comedy and you know I think it, it's good I think I, I don't think it's like too out there to be a contender I could see it even being like a dark horse best picture honestly but a nominee mm -hmm. but like very very like those odds are much less than I think. Like I think it'll tier. end up, yeah, like a low tier. I think it'll definitely be carry, and I think the script will probably get nominated, especially because like of Emerald Fennel and like you know like I think like that's like a good spot for that. It feels like you know like how they nominated like Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird or you know in, in that category for original screenplay. It could be a big um, Oscars for a Crown alum. Yes. So. Yeah. Vanessa Kirby and Emerald Fennel. <laughs> Olivia Colman. Right? <laughs> Olivia Colman. Yeah. She's going to be all, all crowned all the time at the Oscars. But no, I think, I think she could be, she could definitely be in there. Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Andrew Day just entered the race with uh, United States versus Billie Holiday, which is an okay movie. Uh, her performance is outstanding. Boy, she nails Billie Holiday. But, uh, and, and the, the, the musical performances are fantastic. And I think there is a rooting factor that she has uh, as a character from the viewers. Problem I have with the idea of her winning is that very often uh, Billie Holiday is not uh, a character that you're really rooting for. I mean, she's, she's kind of um, diva-ish and uh, selfish and uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm sure a lot of these difficult stars are that way. Nate, uh, by nature, but she also had this, of course, heroin issue. It's a one. It's a really great reminder of what a great woman Billie Holiday was, and, and a great talent. But I don't know that I left the movie saying I want her to win if I was a voter. Where do you guys come down on this? They like singing performances. Um, I, I think like there is a rooting factor for her because she was targeted by the FBI <laughs> consistently, um, not just for drugs, but her song, you know, Strange Fruit. Um, so I think there is a rooting factor because it's also a, a tragic story, like what happened to her um, and she died so young. Um, and yeah, she's great in it. Uh, I think my thing was, I just found the plot to be repetitive. Like every, it was just kind of like 
you know, she performs and then they're after her, she gets arrested and then like she comes out and it's like the same thing over and over again. So I felt like there needed to be more to the plot. Maybe that's what you're getting at that you didn't find her, you know, to be like too sympathetic. Like there needed to be like some other, I don't know, like avenue to go down after she was released at one of those points, you know? Um, so I, I have her getting in. I think, you know, it could be just like Judy last year, you know, it's like, the film could be so-so or maybe doesn't do that well, but the it's all about the performance. I, I have her in too. I haven't seen it, I, um, but I still had her in uh, before. <laughs> I, I, I watched I the trailer this, this, this week and I was like, oh, uh, I definitely could see her getting nominated just from the trailer, uh, basically, not to sound like a total, uh, <laughs> total loser, but I was like- I mean, oh, isn't no, that, that how we all predict in like August? So. Right, so I was like, oh, you know, I think, but I guess I would, the, what I would be cautioned by having not, and you guys you can speak to this more, not just the movie, but I'm like, you know, Lee Daniels' track record as a director of actors, obviously like he had, you know, Monique and, and Presh and um, Gabriel Sidney uh, were nominated. But I'm like, since then there were a lot of opportunities maybe for at least performances from his movies that had some buzz before they came out, like with The Butler and even Paperboy, I remember Nicole Kidman had like a nascent, uh, Kind of push and they didn't come or through someone <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly uh but i'm like oh i'm wondering if like you know will will that performance break through so it looks like hulu's putting out that movie later uh, yeah it is very late month. but i don't know i mean it's a weird year so i feel like in a normal year it, it should have it probably would have come out well yeah it would have come out earlier yeah. if they didn't have the so i, I could see her getting nominated and also again like you were saying like the performance and doing the i think same with Viola Davis, like we're saying, like the added benefit of having the musical aspect of the performance and being able to like sing and, you know, show that side of the, of something. I think that really ends up uh, putting, you know, helping you know, buttress a, can a candidacy. And I think, you know, for her- And she does it so well. Thing, right. I mean, that's a lot of these performances here. Right? Leslie Odom in, in One Night in Miami, I think he's got that going for him as well, where he's playing Sam Cooke and gets to mimic Sam Cooke's songs. And it's like, really, that's a great part of that performance. So I think that like, is, you know, part of why he's breaking through too. So you're seeing that a lot of these, these movies this year are like very uh, connected from that standpoint, at least. We only have five slots in this category, but I've reserved one of mine <clears throat> for Sophia Loren, because I, you know, I, I don't know. I think Hollywood is a very sentimental place sometimes. And a comeback by uh, Sophia Loren is just so damn cool. Uh, again, here she is competing for a foreign language film, a little indie, you know, back in the in the old days when she was a big star uh, and then left the United States, gave up on Hollywood and went over and made this little, these little indie movies, et cetera. She won uh, for two women, of course, in uh, an Italian language movie in black and white, no less, uh, because she had won everybody over on the fact that she wasn't just uh, uh, a great beauty, but she was also a real star. I mean, in terms of Hollywood star, you know, this, this kind of crowned royalty. And here she comes back now, directed by her son. Uh, I mean, there's so many aspects to this movie and it's this court of great, great mentoring role she plays in the movie. Uh, it's not a big fireworks performance, but there is just something just so damn cool about her and the fact that she's back. And I think there is a, um, a real desire for 
traditional old Hollywood to embrace her with the nomination here. The problem is it's a rather crowded race. We've already named five who we think will be nominated. Do you guys think that, how much of a chance do you think Sophia has in bumping one of those others? I mean, I think she's got a shot. Like on our odds, she's in there, I think, right? Like at the, you know, at the five slot right now, I think, you know, and like Zendaya hot on her, her tail perhaps. Uh, so I definitely think she's a realistic uh, option. I just don't know. The movie, you know, we're talking about the length of the season. I feel like that movie came out a thousand years ago, right? Even though, like, you know, and it's like, that's a little tough, right? I, I imagine they'll be able to, like, mount a, you know, like a push for her as we get later and later, like, this year. But She's I do feel like- She's been campaigning quite vigorously. She has, uh, and, I, I mean, I think, and I think that helps. And I, like you said, I think, like, the, how, there's not going to, like, you know, no- no offense meant here, there's not going to be probably another opportunity uh, to do, to give her a nomination, right? Right, right. At this, at this point, like what are the, the stars aligning for that type of role and her performance and stuff and her age. So it does feel like kind of like a last one. It's those kind of, those like late stage nominations, I feel like sometimes are hit and miss, but I could definitely see it. It would not shock me at all. And then I guess she would knock out, you know, one of these younger potentially first time nominees like, you know, Zendaya or Andre Day, I would imagine. Yeah, you see kind of these kind of like veteran, like icon nominations usually in supporting. So, you know, like we have Ellen Burson there. Um, so yeah, I could see Sophia getting in, especially like, you know, Chris just said, like if, you know, these other, not stragglers, but like these like contenders, like fighting for like the last couple spots, if there's no like a lot of support, like coalescing around like two or three of them, like she could sneak in and, you know, it'd be like, not a default, but just like, oh, it's Sophia Loren. And know, maybe know. he also saw the movie <laughs> and like, I'll vote for her. Um, I think she can definitely get into like Globes. Um, I don't know about SAG anymore since like the merger with AFTRA, they're not, you know, despite Parasite winning last year, they're not as kind to like foreign language uh, performances anymore, but we'll see. Actually, I just checked her odds, Chris. She was up. Uh in the fifth place a few days ago with our experts. Now she's dropped to seven because of this Zendaya thing. Zendaya, really, she's really, uh, wow. It's, I know. Through the roof for Zendaya. <laughs> I know. And, and uh, Andrew Day have moved above her, so we got to wow. get help for uh, Sophia. Out. Sophia, yeah. Help me with this best actor race, because yes, I had Chad Chadwick Boseman winning, um, uh, early on like everyone else. But then a couple of weeks ago, I, I just had a hunch, you know, there are many cases where we think that the voters are gonna be sentimental after someone dies and they will, and who is beloved and, and they don't win. And uh, both Emmys and Oscars, et cetera. Now there are cases of course, like Heath Ledger and um, Peter Finch, et cetera, where the posthumous win came through. And there's probably a lot, a real strong parallel to be made between uh, Bozeman and um, Heath Ledger because they were both uh, it was so young, so tragic and all of these things. Uh, but I'm, wo I'm wondering if I'm not overthinking this and that, um, that the voter when they're alone making their casting their ballot, think selfishly and say, well, he's really not in the race. So this is where I think Riz, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ahmed, thank you. I, I think 
I have him at number one. I've had him there for a couple of weeks and then he won the Gotham Award and I was like, ha ha ha, I told you so. <laughs> I, I, the year that Eddie Redmayne won, I was the only expert at Gold Derby who predicted him to win the SAG Award. And uh, I ha had him nailed early on and then everybody jumped ship dumping Michael Keaton. But um, Anthony Hopkins is actually in second place in our odds. Uh, and it's a, what a performance he gives. He's portraying Anthony Hopkins. Uh, and sometimes they want you to have a kind of transformative role. Um, of those three, and of course, we're all, uh, I'm leaving out uh, Delroy Lindo uh, and Gary, not Gary Oldman, I don't think Gary can win. But uh, you first, Joyce, size up best actor for us. Is this just Bozeman has it hands down or what? Um, I think right now probably because I could just see him like winning the globe and that just setting him on his way um also it should be said that Anthony Hawkins has never won a globe before um so if they want to make it up to him they could give it to him there too um yeah I think um you know I I would hate for someone to win posthumously if like the performance wasn't there um but like he um, and also Peter, you know, like the performance is there and he's in the movie a lot more than Viola. I remember like when people at the beginning felt like maybe he should go supporting. It's like, no, it's actually a lead role. And he has these fiery monologues and it's, you know, so bittersweet um, in retrospect. Uh, so I think he can totally cruise through the season. Um, I, I would like some excitement, especially since last year we just had four sweepers. Um, I would love for Riz Ahmed to win. I would love for Riz and Paul Racy to win because they were incredible in Sound of Metal. Uh, but I have, yeah, those three you'd named in my top three. Um, and Anthony Hopkins, you know, like another, you know, legend like Sophia Loren. And, you know, he won more recently than Sophia, but like Chris, it's like, maybe this is like, you know, no offense, but the final time you can nominate him for something. And he's really like, you know, affecting in the movie, especially at the end. And, um, you know, it's not transformative, but I think, you know, people have experienced, you know, uh, something like that, like a, if not them, like, you know, a family member, you know, going through dementia and it's heartbreaking and it's, it's a really great performance from him. Um, and yeah, I have Darroy and Gary filling out my five. Um, I'm debating <laughs> dropping Gary for someone else, but because I feel like this is the five that a lot of people have and it's not going to pan out that way. <laughs> who would you drop? Who would you drop Gary for? I've been, I think I've been doing, thinking the same thing. So I would probably do like Steve, um, even though that's a very subtle performance, <laughs> but I don't know. And then there's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, there's Tom. Um, and then, yeah, you know, Zendaya's flying up, but John David Washington's not uh, on the same pace. <laughs> no. I, I, I have uh, I have Chadwood winning, winning also. I think that I was reading something today at our, our, our colleagues at uh, Hollywood Reporter. They did the, the director's roundtable like they always do. And George Clooney is, was one of the people for for Midnight Sky and he had a quote about Chadwick Boseman and he was like, oh, he was like blown away by the performance. And he kind of actually said like, even if he hadn't died, I think he would be a runaway uh, winner for wow. best actor. And I kind of think that that is gonna be a little bit of a narrative. He's so, he's actually like so good in the movie. I remember watching it and being like, 
well, obviously he's going to be good, but like kind of cynically, like how, you know, how good is this performance going to be? And most people are like going to be like, certainly there's a sentimental factor, obviously, like he's a beloved actor and dying so tragically and unexpectedly, you know, people are going to be, you know, maybe a little more forgiving of any kind of performance, but the performance is he's actually incredible in the movie. And like, it's part of the reason why I really like that movie so much is I think he just is so good in it. So I think it's going to be kind of like, I think there's going to be, you know, you'll be able to get the sentimental people who are like, oh, I want to just reward, you know, this beloved actor. And then also like the fact that he's great, I think it's going to push it. Plus for like, you know, for Riz, I think is a very worthy runner up, but I think the sentiment for him would be like, well, you know, he's going to be back here probably. Like he's still so young, relatively speaking, and like has like a bunch of, I think he's got a bunch of potential great performances in his future. I don't think it'll be like the last time we could reward Riz Ahmed at the Oscars. Just, you know, fingers crossed and stuff. But like, but if great actor. uh, uh, Bozeman loses, let's say, to Riz Ahmed at the Globe, are you going to change your mind? (laughs) I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. I think I would stick with Chadwick, even if he lost at the Globes. I just think, like, because even if he lost at the Globes, then there's going to be even more of a thing to be like, no, yeah, I like I I would like have to wait for Chadwick to lose the SAG too. Like I think he has the SAG locked. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, that's the lockiest of all of them. And then yeah, I have like I have Delroy Lindo and, and Gary Oldman too, and I'm wondering if that'll like shift as it goes on. I think Delroy Lindo again. That movie came out months ago, right? June, so it's a long, yeah, long yeah. time. But I think there's like a lot of again another actor people really like who has not been you know nominated and like, you know, is like got a great story behind his potential role. And he's great in that movie also, even if the movie I think is sometimes hit and miss, uh, but like, you know, I think he's really great in it. So I, I could see that and, and Mank, uh, Gary Oldman is awesome in Mank, but I don't know, that movie, like, it feels like the, the buzz has dissipated. So he's potentially vulnerable, I would imagine for someone like Hanks or Steven Yen to like kind of swoop in. Let's move on to supporting actress. I do not understand why Amanda Seyfried is so far out front for so long. Would someone explain this to me? <laughs> we were saying, I mean, kind of like thinking the same thing. I, I, I think she's very good in the movie. And I think a lot of it was, you know, like kind of like Nomadland, like, you know, uh, a placeholder where people before the season were like, oh, Amanda Seyfried has a showy role in Mank. Mank is going to be like a major contender for best picture if it's going to win best picture probably needs some kind of acting win or you know certainly a strong performance so we're going to say like she has the inside track there i mean she's not really in it a ton Uh, i think she's very i think she's good don't get me wrong i just think like it definitely does feel like a from a front runner standpoint if you're looking at like viola davis and you know uh chadwick boseman and and, like she's not as the, the the strength of that front runner status is not as as big as the others I would say so I definitely could see her being vulnerable um, and potentially even like I mean like this is a, somewhat of a conspiracy but I'm like what if she ends up being Jennifer Lopez from last year where everybody had her penciled in uh, for Hustlers and it was like a big star and you know performance that people really loved and especially you know critics and then she doesn't even get nominated I, I could easily see that happening with Amanda Seyfried and we'll be there on Oscars nominations morning being like oh wow how did that happen like everybody expected her to get nominated and she just didn't even yeah well to her benefit like she's not Manx only play like JLo was 
the hus- uh, Hustlers, the Hustlers, God, am I like 90 years old? <laughs> hustlers only play. So I, yeah, like I think, um, I mean, if you remember back like, you know, four months ago, uh, the front runner was Glenn Close. <laughs> for Billy Elegy and then uh, we all know what happened when that movie dropped so I don't even know is she in our top five anymore I think she is and some of our opponents have her with she's number five at Glenn Close's yeah yeah so she just kind of gradually dropped um with those reviews and everything I mean I I think she can still get in um like I think she and Amy are totally in play at SAG too because they love those types of performances but this category is like pretty open so I think it just like Amanda you know I really liked her in the movie and she's she's kind of like you know like an apple in the bag of oranges in that movie like she just like glows every time she's on screen and you know she's not in it a lot which I mean it's supporting so like who cares you know it's not the <laughs> that was uh, my problem with it yeah, yeah but there uh, yeah I think she's also kind of missing that like big scene like she has like really good rapport with Gary and you know some you know nice like one-liners but I don't know it I feel like if she were to win it would just be for like the overall performance not anything like specific and maybe it's like oh we're not really passionate about I mean you know she I'm sure she has like passionate fans but maybe like these other performances like you know they don't have like there's not that like obvious pick for something and she's like the consensus choice um and, you know, she's, she is, she's not a starlet because she's been, you know, her film debut was Mean Girl. So people know who she is. So she's not like new on the scene. So it could just be like, you know, this could be her time too. She's in the right like age range to win an Oscar as well. Yeah, so she, she has like a lot of things going for her, but yeah, like Mank hasn't really popped the way people thought it would. So that kind of hurts. Um, and she is very lucky that this category is, so open like i i have olivia in first but i don't i'm not like well let's uh go there because uh she is very that performance is very powerful but she's playing olivia coleman uh it's not a one transformative role but on the other hand it's a really wonderful movie you go in thinking oh i'm gonna just gonna see this movie about uh uh an old dad figure uh with alzheimer's and uh, what ends up happening, of course, is they do all these crazy, wonderful shifts of, of uh, character situations, and and it, and it they do it so artfully that it really uh, takes you into the confused mind of someone with dementia. And uh, Olivia Coleman is always, always, you know, glowing on screen, and of course, just had the crown again. Uh, and this is a case of where, okay, she won two years ago, but. As Sally Field reminds us, when they like you, they really, really like you, and they often do give two away uh, in a, uh, within a few year range. Um, it's happened happens very often. So I think, what's your case for Olivia Coleman being out front then? Um, yeah, sort of like that. Like you know, it, it she we've we've seen it a couple people win two in a short time span recently. So she could be another, and she's great in the movie. Um, and yeah, just, I, I don't really, (laughs) I feel like she, she just like, you know, if you think about a lot of pros and cons, I feel like she might just have an edge like over someone like Amanda, who does not have a track record at the Oscars. We know Olivia does. Um, and then, you know, we, I think Ellen Burson is still in there. So I think she can get in as well. Um, she has a big speech in pieces of woman. 
Um, so I think, you know, just between those three, I think Olivia has more going for her to win. Mr. Rosen, what do you say? I mean, I think I have, I think I still have Amanda winning again, probably just as more of a little bit of a, a holder uh, than anything else. But I think I could definitely see Olivia Holman winning also. I think, you know, like it reminds me a little of like Christoph Waltz or Django, honestly, more so than even like Mahershala. Um, where it was just like, oh, this actor who we love is going to just cruise again. And it's a funny see her, Olivia Coleman, winning. And the crown certainly does not hurt at all. Yeah, especially with such a good season. And then we've got uh, the grandma from Min Minardi, Minuti. I'm getting, I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce her name, so I'll skip it. But uh, she's in fourth. Um, and this is a case of where uh, she's a real cool character in the movie. I mean, she's, she's a lovable grandma who's a little wiser than everyone around her. And um, uh, it's a charming performance. Um, do you guys think she's getting in for a nomination anyway? I would love her to, but I don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> the voters? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they didn't nominate any Parasite actor last year. Maybe maybe they'll learn their lesson. I don't That's know. True, but, you know, Asian actors don't have a great track record at the Oscars. Um, and yeah, like, Yoon Young, like, she's fantastic in it. And she's, I don't think it's the same situation as last year with uh, Zhao Zhizhen from The Farewell, because she was kind of like, more lovable, uh, which which is fine, and she was great in it. But I, in Minari, like you know, like Union Jung is like she's like you said, like she's feisty, and there's something more appealing about that. I don't know. I think like maybe before she makes her entrance, like you're kind of like led to believe like she's gonna be like the villain, and you're gonna hate her. But it, you totally don't, and you just kind of fall in love with her, and then you know things happen. Um, so, and you know, she actually, she and Maria Bakalova have been like cleaning up the critics awards. So I think they're the only ones who've like won things. So I, I have both getting in cause that, that would be cool to see both of them get in cause they're kind of atypical performances uh, to be nominated. Um, but I could also see both of them getting snubbed. I, just I have both of them getting in too, yeah. It's, it's like a hope diction. Like, I would love to see this happen. <laughs> Chris, where do you stand on all that? I, I, I have both of them getting it too. I guess I would say like, thinking of like the rooting factor, I think they both actually have that a lot. And I think those, the actors do and the performances do a little. I think you like, like George was saying, I think you like the characters. I think for, for Maria Vakalova, I could see, I could really see that happening. I think like, that's another thing where it's like the, when people watch that movie, that's like the takeaway from that movie is how good she is. And even if it's like a one, it's like a kind of goof performance or whatever you want to say. And even if she'll never, you know, maybe she will, maybe she won't, but like, I doubt she's going to have like a lengthy lauded acting career compared to like, you know, Meryl Streep or whatever, not to like put too much pressure on her, but I'm just like, I think like you watch that movie and you're like, oh, this is a, this is great. And like, you know, she is so undeniable in the movie. So I think, I think they're in, and I kind of, like you're saying, like that category is so broadly wide open. I mean, honestly, I think we could still see uh, any, like a 
bunch of other like people we're not even thinking of right now. Maybe somebody pops in the next month or two and like ends up in there. It is Sir Sharonin uh, is an Sir Sharonin for Ammonite, Dar- sure. darling, and yeah. is a real contender here. Yeah, and I've been seeing I haven't seen it yet, but I saw a lot of people saying like uh, Dominique Fishback, who is in Judas and the Black Messiah, as a potential uh, contender as well. She was also in Project Power this summer with uh, Jamie Foxx on Netflix. So I'm like, I don't know. I mean, like I could see somebody like that just like coming out of nowhere in the next like six weeks and making a play. It is a little late, but like, I don't know. Anything seems possible, especially that category I just think is just too wide open. <laughs> there's really not right. a lot. And of, then there's the girls you know, from like, Unusual like, World. They love their little girls. Um, yes. Helena Zengel, that could be. She's great in it too. I mean, I think she's really good. I, uh, Tom, I know you're a fan too. I like that movie a lot. I think it has yeah. potential like to get a like a bunch too. of nominations. Yeah, I think if, I if it does really well, I could see her getting like swooped in. Yeah. News of the World is uh, a real sleeper in uh, in terms of a contender here because uh, because of COVID, we're not out at the events, you know, talking to people and getting reactions from the Academy members uh as they uh, get a little loose lipped over cocktails uh, at these events we go to but they uh, uh it it was well received uh by most people and it has that that heart tugging factor that that a green book had and um uh, it's got this triumphant return of tom hanks um and I loved the movie and loved it, but it, but the problem with News of the World is that it's not special. It's not. Uh, it does a really great job of delivering a solid story well, and with a wonderful flip at the ending. But uh, it, it may have needed to do a little bit more. It's uh, it's a major contender. Yeah, and if it does well, I think she could definitely get you know like it's like lifted up with the rest of the movie, right? It could have mo. I mean, it's gonna have, if it gets best picture, I could really, I think a best director campaign for Greengrass is like more than and likely, right? Typical Greengrass film. Yeah, for sure. And I think like a lot of the below the line stuff it has potential for, so it could have like a lot of nominations or like kind of like accrue a lot of nominations and maybe she, like the, the enthusiasm starts to she gets a like in there. She's definitely good. I mean, like I like that performance. She's she's really okay. Well, let's wrap it up there. I think that we'll all have very different predictions after we see Critics' Choice and Golden Globes and SAG and the rest of it. I love the extended season because we love Oscar season so much. But boy, what a what an odd year it is because of COVID on many levels. A lot of films that were supposed to be in this race didn't get to finish production in time uh, and had to pull the plug and, and others got moved around from studio to studio. And uh, it's been very weird, uh, but it's, a, it's an exciting year for, for us Oscar fans because we have so many wild cards going on and there's no established front runner. Um, we knew that Parasite had a real chance last year and uh, so as, as much of a surprise as it was uh, when most Gold Derby experts were actually going for 1917. Um, so we have to give the credit to Parasite to give it to do that, that it pulled off what it did. But um, we had two real contenders last year that we knew were, the, were out front. 
And we don't have that this year. We have a lot of, well, maybe this, maybe that. And I like those years, except I think Viola Davis is a shoe in. I don't see how she loses. Um, the Chadwick, yes, but I'm, I'm still a little skeptical. Riz Ahmed, remember, won the, the Emmy that year. And I don't, I don't think his, uh, the night of did win actually limited series, didn't it, Joyce? No, that was a, the Big Little Lies year, so. Oh, but it, it was, was lucky uh, there, like, there was no lead actor in Big Little Lies. Right, but the thing he was in where he won his Emmy was- uh, The night of, yeah. Yeah, so uh, anyway, he prevailed while the, the, the show did not, so he beat the odds, uh, whatever. Uh, thank you, we, <laughs> uh, we will reconvene soon and uh, then uh, deny we made any of these <laughs> and I'll delete the videos off of YouTube and all video platforms forever. So forever, okay. <laughs> I promise. All right, thanks guys. Thanks, Tom. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.